Welcome to AC23, the podcast and radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Dion Guillory, and my producer is Jeremy Porcine. And if you've missed any of our previous episodes, or if you just want to dig deep in the vault to listen to some past interviews, you can do that simply by going to Apple Podcasts. And when you're there, you just click subscribe, and that way you'll always be in the know about everything arts in the capital region and you know if you're going to go ahead and look it up on apple Podcasts, why don't you go and give us five stars so you can always be a star with us well here's a few uh things that are happening right now with the arts council of greater baton rouge a little rundown for you and this one is very important because starting next week july 26th through august 2nd the arts council will have limited services while we transition to the carrie Siraj community arts center it's all hands on deck, and we are extremely excited about this. For any information, uh, if you want to have any questions or anything, just email us, info at artsbr.org, or call 225-344-8558 with any of your questions. We'll make sure we get those answered for you. All right, parents, guardians, and even mentors, listen up. We are calling all young artists. Artflow Jr. is almost here. Now, if you don't know... Artflow Jr. is a juried art competition celebrating the creative voices of today's young Louisiana artists during the Ebb and Flow Festival season. This year's theme is rooted in Ebb and Flow Festival's ties to the Mississippi River and the Delta region, and the theme is Art Making Waves. Selected works will be displayed from September 1st through the 30th at the River Center Branch Library. If you have any questions, Contact Katie Harlan at artflowjr at gmail.com. That's artflowjr at gmail.com. The deadline to apply is July 31st. The state-funded grant program is being revamped and the application period will open soon. The program, formerly known as DAF, Decentralized Arts Funding, is now called LPG, Louisiana Project Grants. These grants are available to nonprofit organizations within the Arts Council's 11 parish region. That includes Point Capee, Iberville, West Feliciana, East Feliciana, West Baton Rouge, East Baton Rouge, Ascension, Livingston, St. Helena, Tangipahoa, and Washington parishes. Now, if you are listening and you're saying, oh, I want to apply for a grant, but I don't live in any of those areas, well, you're still in luck because you can apply, but through the Regional Arts Council representing your parish. If you have any information, or if questions rather, uh, all you have to do is visit artsbr.org slash grants to get more information about the changes from DAF to LPG. And also stay tuned for details about the grant deadlines and application training sessions. Potential applicants can contact Leah Russell at 225-344-8558, extension 227. That number one more time is 225 344 8558 extension 227 or you can email her at l russell l r u s s e l l at artsbr.org the 2021 louisiana art summit is coming up september 20th and 21st at the brand new carrie Siraj community art center this two-day hybrid event offers artists arts organizations educators and community members opportunities for discussion networking, and professional development. Some of the topics we will talk about include NFTs, grant writing, and the art of the brand. That's just scratching the surface there. Our keynote speaker is Dr. Amir Whitaker. He is an educator, author, civil rights lawyer, and musician. 
He is the founder and director of Project Knucklehead, which is a nonprofit organization empowering youth through music, art, and educational programs since 2013. Early bird tickets are on sale now. You can find those details by going to artsbr.org. Also, remember this date, September 30th. You want to set a date, set a reminder, let Siri or Alexa do it for you because Impact is back to mark the grand opening of the Capital Region's most unique community art space, the Cary Siraj Community, Community Art Center. Join us for an exciting evening filled with light bites, spirits, and arts entertainment. This is happening Thursday, September 30th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at our brand new Cary Siraj Community Art Center. The address there is 233 St. Ferdinand Street in downtown Baton Rouge. Tickets are on sale now. Get yours now before the price goes up on August 1st. It's just around the corner. You can get those details on our website, artsbr.org. All right. So the East Baton Rouge Parish Mayor President Sharon Weston Broom initiated the Baton Rouge Poet Laureate Program in partnership with the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge in 2019. This is to celebrate the city's rich culture and diversity. Mayor Broom just announced the appointment of the newest Poet Laureate, Jonathan Maillet, Jonathan is here with me now. Bonjour, Jonathan. <laughs> Bonjour, Dion. <laughs> How you doing? Now, you know, uh, I am great. And, you know, full disclosure, I wish I would have learned Creole as a kid, but that's one of those things that the adults did in order for us not to understand what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't really pick up on it. But we're going to get to your um, <laughs> how, how important um, making that language survive mm-hmm. in just a moment. Uh, but in addition to poetry, you do so many f- different forms of art. How did you get into it? How did I get into art or yeah. poetry uh, or art. visual art? The the, art? Art in general. So art in general, um, <laughs> well, I mean, art in general, you could say that maybe I started before I was even one when I smeared my diaper on the wall. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> that was when the artist was created. Abstract art aside, um, when I really got into uh, making Artwork, I think um, I was probably, you know, in elementary school, something mm-hmm. like that. Had a whole bunch of arts teachers that noticed that I was interested in making visual work. Uh, that continued on through my time at uh, Runnels High School, which sadly is no longer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's closed down this year um, or maybe last year. I can't recall. Um, in any case, so, but I always was in a poetry and, uh, and creating narratives uh, for the work that I made. So I continued making visual art, uh, went through um, uh, the program at LSU uh, for my bachelor's degree, then master's degree at UNO, um, and including um, the narratives and including language in my artwork became more prominent uh, as I got older because it was something that I didn't really have when I was growing up, but Mm I recognized that you know, my dad would say certain things like mayonnaise instead of mayonnaise. Right. And so right. I never understood. And he would tell me, well, that's not yonaise, that's mayonnaise. Right. <laughs> so, but I found out really that comes from he, him hearing it from his grandmother, mm-hmm. my great grandmother, um, and other people in the family that spoke Kudivini or Louisiana Creole. We use it synonymously mm-hmm. uh, now. So, but um, as that term, so, but that's where he got it from, you know. Um, and so I recognized that and was like, well, I would like to add language into all of my, my visual artwork. I uh, was interested in monsters and painting and 
uh, tactile things. So I went for my paintings. I put mud on the frames around all the paintings that come from the places that you're seeing in the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also all of the text that goes with my paintings. There are some, you know, you may consider it prose poetry, um, but they all have to do with like an experience that I had there or a, a historic event that happened there uh, or a contemporary event that happened there. Uh, a lot of it's related to um, environmental justice, uh, social justice in some cases, um, and so, or even things about gentrification. Right. One, of, one of my latest uh, works that I did um, last year uh, for the uh, French Consul. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's just the art in you, pretty much. <laughs> right. And, I, and, and really, when it came down to uh, creating poetry, like it came from like, being being influenced by musicians, mm-hmm. right? And musicians that not that are not necessarily like popular musicians, um, or musicians that are very, I guess, more cherished in like small pockets of culture around here. Right. Um, so I was really influenced by um, Amade Ardouin, who is a Creole musician who uh, passed due to um, being 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 killed by racist, um, essentially racist motives uh, mm-hmm. after using a handkerchief from the lady of a house um, out across the, the other side of the river. But his his work was really inspiring. And so around in 2015, 2014, 2014 really, um, I began to push more toward like learning my heritage languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sang in French, um, and my family spoke French and Creole or Kudivini, and also German uh, in the house. So um, I started on my path thanks to his uh, his work. Yeah, and that, that journey continues. And, and, and part of it, and um, found this on your website, um, nickname of yours, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is the uh, Feral Possum. <laughs> right. Um, how did that start? Uh, that started when I was at LSU, uh, I grew up in like, I guess the suburbs, I guess you could call it almost like the country, mm-hmm. but like the outskirts of suburbs country, uh, out past the, the end of, um, Harold's, South Harold's Ferry Road. So along the Amy River. And so, uh, I viewed that as like, you know, kind of not, not being feral so much, mm-hmm. right? Because growing up in the suburbs, that's not really feral or no. anything. <laughs> Um, so, but I had, uh, one of my friends, uh, Matt Bourgeois, who was a printmaking, uh, grad at LSU and also my teacher at the time, we really liked looking at artwork out in, on the West coast from, you know, lowbrow pop surrealism and stuff like that, underground contemporary work. And people had their nicknames and around here, people just have nicknames anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, people in my family, they call me bub or bubby. I'm a Uh, fan of creating nicknames for people. So that, that's just South Louisiana. Exactly. I mean, you gotta have a nickname. Yeah. Uh, so for, for Matt, it was neglected sheep. That's what he chose. And I was like, well, I'm going to be feral possum. So it's like a oxymoron. Of course, I came from the suburbs, so I'm not, I'm not feral. But when I go out in the woods and I go and jump in lakes or, you know, catch turtles or mm-hmm. things like that when I was little, um, I would become feral. Okay. So now it's now, uh, changed into, it's translated into Radbois Farouche in, uh, Curivini in Louisiana Creole. Okay. So. Nice. I like that. And, you know, Louisiana Creole means so much to you, especially, you know, you were just describing, you know, when you started to look into your family heritage and that kind of thing. 
Um, why why this language? I, I kind of already know the answer to that question, but why? Right. Uh, why why Kudivini instead of French or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so for a long time I thought that my family really only spoke French or Cajun French mm-hmm. or Louisiana French. Um, and so when I delved into it more and finally kind of like understood why my parents bought a book for me called If I Could Turn My Tongue Like That by Tom Klingler, um, and they gave it to me saying like, hey, your family's from Point Coupe, like your dad's side of the family. You know, we go out to False River. We used to go there all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, I, but I never put two and two together uh, that that was really what that part of my family spoke uh, until maybe four or five years ago when I was working on a, a project called Mythology Louisianaise that I was curating and also making artwork and, and stories for, or a story for, because uh, I didn't write all of the stories nor make all the artwork for that project. Um, and so for me, it became something that when I when I researched more about Curiviny, more about Louisiana Creole, I found Dr. Christophe Landry, Cliff Saint Laurent, Adrienne Guillory Chapman, and Mikhail Gisclad, and they all have now become colleagues and good friends of mine that have helped me kind of take take this language and relearn it for my family mm-hmm. uh, and help me understand what Creole is, like the identity of Creole and Creolite or Creoleness uh, of, of people here and, and also in my family. Uh, and so also it's an endangered language, a critically endangered language with less than 9,000 speakers. And French has a lot of support here already, which is awesome. And so for me... It's more, um, I cherish Kudivini more and the uh, Creole identity more than I did, than I do French uh, in this moment. Uh, and it's just because that's really what my family was hearing in the house, and especially my dad, right? So it's, it wasn't French. It was, he was hearing Louisiana Creole, mm-hmm. hearing Kudivini. Yeah. And, and, you know, you mentioned, you know, that it is an endangered language and that, mentioned earlier how when I was growing up, it was what the adults spoke so the kids wouldn't understand mm-hmm. what they were saying right. uh, because, of course, we were nosy, especially me of mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, but, you know, but unfortunately, it wasn't passed down to us. Right. So walk me through how it's been for you to learn the language and, you know, the efforts to try to uh, keep it alive. <laughs> well, first, it's been hilarious uh, because, you know, you have to shed the, oh, I'm making mistakes in right. a language that I'm trying to learn. Because uh, so it's that, going to happen. Because it's going to happen. And it happens even even people who are native speakers of any language, they make mistakes. Uh, so that's one of the hurdles that is like kind of interesting to have to get over. And it's kind of funny at the same time because you can't help but make mistakes because that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's how I learned. Um, so but – you know, going from French immersion at University of Saint Anne, like I had already studied French, and this all happened after uh, after my thirtieth birthday. Okay, uh, and so that's later in life, right? That's mm-hmm. not. I didn't grow up speaking a lot of it, even though I took some French lessons and stuff. So I started with French, so I had a decent understanding uh, of French of the French language, and since Kudivini is a, a French-based Creole, meaning it borrows a lot from French. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of, it was easier to understand, uh, and I can't recall exactly when it happened, but one of my friends can, when I was speaking French with him a lot, you know, whether it was either on the phone or on 
uh, uh, yeah, uh, on the phone or online on Zoom calls and stuff, but trying to learn Kudivini. And then all of a sudden one day it clicked wow. and I started speaking Kudivini more often. And so now I speak Kudivini every single day more often than I do French. Oh, wow. So That's amazing. And, you know, um, that is a perfect segue into this because uh, you – you are the Baton Rouge Poet Laureate for 2021-2022. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Merci um, beaucoup. Uh, why, why did you apply? Uh, I applied I applied because I was interested in uh, bringing more attention to the language mm-hmm. and that it's still being used today uh, and that it's still being used in a contemporary context because the language doesn't exist only in the academic and history books that we read it, we read about, right. or uh, in which we read about uh, the language. So, um, and putting everything in, in context into you know the 21st century, I think is really important because this is also a language that multiple times people said. Uh, I mean, w- well-known academics had said like this language is going to be gone in 1950, mm-hmm. in 2000, maybe 2010. Well, it's 2021. And, and it's still, still here. here. And there's more people learning it today around the world than there have been, I think, since World War II. Oh, wow. Uh, so, I mean, we have, a, we have a really great community of people like learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've worked with a lot of different uh, institutions. We've worked w- with Google to, uh, to create part of the uh, Louisiana Creole part, portion of the, the Wularoo app, Wularoo app which is like an indigenous language uh, app that you can download okay. or use on your phone. Um, but the, the Kudivini, like language fan page, uh, is a place on Facebook at least that you, people can go and like learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but really it's, it's, it's about showing like this, I- this identity and this language exists around us and amongst us. And also to show the people that I've spoken with in Baton Rouge, who, when I say something about Creole, um, they'll tell me, oh, well, my, my mom or my grandma or someone in my family speaks it, but I, don't, I never learned it. Right. And so it's for those people, too, to show, like, hey, there are resources to learn, and you can create beautiful artwork. You can write beautiful poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can write poignant poetry as well. Um, and you can have your voice heard in another language that could be more dear to you once you start learning and understand that that is part of part of where you come from. Yeah. And spe- and speaking of that, you've got a little piece there. Yeah. Um <laughs> that I'm excited to hear because it's all in Louisiana Creole. Mm-hmm. So, all right, take it away. This is called Traca Pacone Gouverné. Trois quarts américain. Lisse l'aime, colonise tout partout l'île, Kawan, et puis quand l'île dit oui, l'ilem, l'ilem, fron cacophonie, si est don li, est bon la vie. Garçon, ses têtes font flis, les souhaits, fait certain, nous organ à rien. Si fin la série va bientôt, l'ilse dit nous trouver nos quais, puis l'ilse dit après nos parents. Qui c'est qui dit est l'aime qui tire l'allusion, les bien ondé? Avec moon ka fe pali plaisi. Me ye kone a you vous otsor. Traka pa kone gouverne. If you'd like, I can read it in English. Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> so it's called Trouble Ain't Know How to Steer. 
American Virginia flower would love to colonize all around Isle Turtle. And then when it says yes, yes, it loves frying cacophony if they give it their rich breath. Look, Seven Head Bobble Ball wishing to make certain we ain't got a thing. If the end were coming soon, he'd tell us, watch your back ends, while he laughs about our parans. Who says they love this culture, Louisiana? It's well full up with people disrespecting his cheer, but they know exactly where you from. Trouble ain't know how to steer. That's amazing. I just, <laughs> and, and I think you being able to do it in both languages just shows so much about uh, our rich culture and diversity right here. What do you want in your new role as a uh, poet laureate people to know about that, about that? About, about about our our culture well to know that it's that it's there and that it still exists uh is not ever gone away it's what um dr landry would would call uh, you know we have muted crayoles so people who are crayol but who don't who are they're kind of muted they just aren't well known about like where they come from or no one really talks about it anymore but also that this language can give you a perspective on how you view things, because we all have been Americanized Mm -hmm. uh, in one form or another. And so the way that we understand the world only in English, because there's a lot of monolingual uh, English, you know, speak Anglophones here now. And so if you have other languages in your head, you have other perspectives, right? You understand the world in different ways. Uh, And so that's, I think, one of the, one of the important things about multilingualism, right? Um, Or even bilingualism. Even if you know, you know, just one other language, right. you're opening your, your mind up to more understanding of the world and also communications across different uh, cultural barriers. Yeah. And, P- and other experiences. And too. other experiences, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, when, when, when I've had some experiences with native uh, uh, Louisiana Creole speakers and, um, you know, you don't get the same – you don't get the same energy or vibes as you do when you're speaking with people in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the stories are a little bit different. The humor's different. Uh, and Kudivini is something that, you know, within the name. So I, I should probably explain like Kudivini, if if I may. Yeah, real quickly. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Kudi is to go. So Mokurio Sto, uh-huh. so I'm going to the store and Movini back, this I'm coming back. Okay. So that's that's something, but that's something colloquial and local that people use within the community. And so, all right. Yeah, I've, I'm I'm interested. I need to learn, and Jonathan, I'm going to um, rely on you for that. <laughs> we'll definitely get it. Thanks so much for taking the time, and congratulations again on being named the Poor Laureate for 2021 2022. <laughs> Merci beaucoup, Monsieur. All right. Thank you for listening to AC23. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. Until next time. <laughs>